What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Professional Athlete Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Gunter, and we have a really fun show today. Our guest is Noah Savage. He is a college basketball commentator for ESPN. He's a stand-up comedian based out of New York City. You may have even seen him at marquee locations such as the Comedy Cellar. Just big time, folks. He uh, is a former professional basketball player in Europe. And on top of all the incredible things that he's doing, he is still working a day job, which I believe he's he's actually crushing it there, too. So he's an extraordinary person. I definitely wanted to have him on the show. We discuss a number of things. Uh, He actually has a weight loss goal that we are going to put a plan together for. It's going to be called the Savage 250, which you at home can follow along with. Just to make it clear, I'm in no way a nutritionist or a weight loss expert, but Noah's been fascinated by the things that I've been doing the last couple of years. And he said, I want to give it a try. Let's see what happens. So we're basically going to put up a workout plan together that, that mimics what I've been doing. And he's going to do it for the course of 10 weeks. And we're going to see what happens. And along the way, we're going to try and get experts in to kind of weigh in on some of the things that we're trying to do, whether that be weight loss, nutrition. And uh, as we learn along the way, we'll make sure to tweak what he's doing as well. Also want to give an update. We had an impromptu show last week with Noah. If you know, he, he contracted coronavirus. I think he was one of the first few hundred people in New York City to contract it. In the midst of his symptoms, he was kind enough to actually come on and share what his experience has been like while he was feeling terrible. So if you hadn't listened to that yet, go back, but just know that what you're listening today was recorded prior to that. To give an update, uh, excited to say that Noah has made a full recovery and I think he's back to feeling 100%. And uh, for those who have asked, his wife Alyssa actually did not have any symptoms as I understand it, which is also great. So she's doing well, other than the fact that she's trapped in a room with Noah Savage for weeks on end, but happy to share some good news there. The other thing is this show does go a little long and that's just because no one I can both talk when we get in a room for hours. So I hope you have fun. It's a little longer than usual. And on that note, if you are enjoying the show, thank you to all those who have reached out. If you feel like you're getting value out of it, please leave a rating or a review. Uh, It helps new listeners find out about the show and it also helps give some credibility when reaching out to big guests. Because as of right now, it seems like all of my emails are getting lost in the rocks inbox. So please do that if you get a chance. We greatly appreciate it. And make sure to stick around for the Run It By My Wife segment with Sonia. Uh, This candidly actually took us two different tries. Once because of margaritas and second because of a little uh, marital discord. So you can hear all about that how we reconciled, and what we thought about the show. So without further ado, please welcome Noah Savage to the show. I gotta get up. I got too much to do. Yeah, I gotta get going. I gotta talk to you. It's time to start the show. Noah Savage, welcome to the show, sir. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing, buddy? I'm great. This uh, has been a long time coming. Not yeah. for the listeners, but for you and I, we've been talking about doing this for quite a while. Well, I'm happy you uh, got all your equipment set up and you finally like took the plunge. You know what, man? Sometimes you just got to put yourself out there. And sometimes <laughs> well, I know, that I've means... Had it. 
pulling the credit card out. (laughs) I've had three three podcasts that have all been canceled for various reasons (laughs) by myself, but I got another one launching. So congratulations. It's a lot of work to to get it started. Do you, uh, do you want to hype that podcast yet or should we save that for the end? No, not yet. Maybe at the end. Okay. Fair enough. We'll work into it. So why am I having you on the show? So we're good friends. At least uh, (laughs) I I understand that to be true. We have known each other since college, right? Yep. Um, So I know you very well, but uh, the people at home might not. So what I would love to do is hear a little bit about your background. So athletically, for sure, but you're also doing a lot of really cool stuff outside of that. And uh, I think people would love to hear kind kind of where you're coming from. Yeah. So, you know, played basketball at Princeton, obviously, where we met, um, played one great year professionally in Europe, in Switzerland, and uh, came back about 10 years ago. been living in the city doing um, some outside sales and also got right into doing stand-up comedy and uh, broadcasting. And last year and this year were my first years of ESPN doing color commentary for college basketball. And, you know, kind of throughout that have been playing basketball Lifting, love to lift, huge meathead. Um, <laughs> like being a basketball player, like I'm like the biggest meathead on the team. It puts me at like the low end of a football player, I think. But I do love it and I read about it a lot. And I, you know, that's kind of the impetus for this discussion. We've we've talked about this stuff. Right. And if you love to, like there's guys who love to lift and there's guys who don't love to lift, but like I love lifting. I hate cardio. Even even during basketball, I hate cardio. Completely agree. Like <laughs> it's not great. So you know that's kind of my background. But I got a lot of go, a lot going on, and uh, you know that's that's what it is. That's awesome, man. Um, so let me ask you this: We're in the thick of basketball season. Yeah. How many how many games are you doing on average per week? Um, like two to three. Yeah. So like a big week. Next week I have a big week. I have. UConn, Buffalo, Princeton. Oh, nice. Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Um, I've done a Thursday, Friday, Saturday day, Saturday night last season. That was my biggest stretch where I like drove down from Yale down to Philly. I did a temple game. I drove back up to Princeton. Yeah. Um, You know, this year the travel's been not as much. Like last year I was going to Nashville every Thursday and doing a game in the OVC. So Wait, what's the OVC? Um, Ohio Valley Conference. So like John oh, okay. Moran, Dylan Windler, oh, Murray nice. State, Belmont. So, uh, you know, that was fun. It was a great city, but it was also like, yo, I'm hitting the hot chicken. I'm hitting the, you know, the IPAs. <laughs> like I had like two minds about it. I'm like, all right, one, I'm going to be on camera. So I got to look thin. Right. But two is like, I'm in like the, you know, barbecue capital of the world. <laughs> like yeah. I'm going to eat. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> By the end of the season, I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Little little tough to keep it tight when you're on the yeah. road. Are you uh, – so you're doing, the, you're doing the color commentary, right? Yeah. Do you do color across all networks or do you yeah. mix it up based upon, like, the game? And No, I, I, I've done play-by-play, like, three times in my life, and it was great. Like, I thought it was awesome, but I'm a – you know, I'm an analyst. I'm a color guy, former player, so it's kind of like that's my lane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I did some, I did some sideline a little bit at the beginning of ESPN, but like, I kind of, you know, I like doing color. Yeah. Tell you what I know, tell you the stories of the game, all that stuff. Right. And I feel like that, uh, that plays well off your stand-up comedy too. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I, I hope so. Off the cuff, sharp. Yeah. For those who haven't caught a Noah Savage game, and I, I hope, I don't know if this is going to be an insult 
or you're going to take this well. <laughs> don't worry about um, insulting me. Like, how long have we known each other? Yeah, I don't care. True. Fair say, enough. Say what you want, and then I, I can. Hear, I, I get a little like uh, Bill Walton flavor. Oh, thank from you. From your color. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. He personally no. drives me nuts because uh, oh, I, I feel him. like. I love he, him. I love him. Do you? I feel like yeah. he held a huge grudge against the Sonics for the entirety ah, of my childhood, ah. and I've just never <laughs> forgiven him for that. Um, he's fantastic. There's a lot of guys that are really good. You know, I don't try to, you know, I'm trying to think like guys in, um, like Romo, people love Tony Romo yeah, because man. great personality knows a lot about the game, like loves the game. Um, you know, I try to like keep it fun, but also like love the game, respect it. Like I know how, how hard everybody works. So I don't want to make like a huge joke out of the whole game when, right. You know, to be the seventh guy took a guy's whole life to be the the guy who comes off the bench. Right. So I, yeah, I get that. But, you know, I love Dockage. Um, I love Crispin, who's kind of new with ESPN. Uh, a bunch of guys that I love, but I, I take that as a compliment. Yeah. Oh, good. So, well, and I, you know, I just got done reading uh, John Wooden's book, which yep. I know came out over 20 years ago. But That's great. Yeah. I bought it and I was like, I've got some time on my hands out on uh, parental <laughs> leave. Yeah. And so uh, in the early morning when I'm watching the baby, I've been I've been trying to watch less Scooby Doo with my kids and, and do a little reading. And, uh, and what I, what step of the pyramid of success are you at? So I have uh, I've gotten through the foundational base. <laughs> yeah. Uh, industriousness. Um, and uh, what's the other one? Industriousness. Anyways, <laughs> people, gonna, people, wanna, people have already turned this podcast off. I, I want to Google it. Hold on. It's, it's fantastic. It, yeah, it's industrious, uh, industriousness, cooperation, enthusiasm. And there's one other stuck in there. Loyalty, maybe. Friendship, loyalty, cooperation, enthusiasm. Cooperation, enthusiasm. Okay. Which leads to self-control, which I think you have. Alertness, yeah. initiative, attentiveness. You know what, man? I lo- here's why. <laughs> here's why I love that book. Like that guy. I mean, I don't even think it's up for debate. The most successful college basketball coach of all time. Maybe the most successful yep. collegiate coach of all time. Right. Yeah. Just in terms of yeah. like wins, championships. He's all about character, discipline, holding yourself accountable. Detail. I just, you know what I want to do? I, I want to take, yeah, detail. I want to take his little like aphorisms and just write them on a napkin and just put one in my kid's lunchbox every day. Yeah. Well, you know that Bill Walton did that for his kids. Oh, did he? Re- and uh, one of his sons played at Princeton, Nate, huge success after school, big time success. Really? When did and Nate play? Was he, he played, he graduated us? in like 2001. Yeah. And they won the they won the title with him basically being the best player in the league and and when they weren't really picked to win the league he he's a really really great player. Oh, how did I not know that? And then his uh, one of his brothers played at Ryder and then one played at Arizona, who's of right. course the head coach of the Kings now. Yep. So Bill there you Luke. go, Bill Walton. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Seven degrees of Bill Walton. Now both times that I've missed a game with Princeton that they played in the Pac-12, they've beat the Pac-12 team. Walton did the game and was in the locker room with them afterwards, and I wasn't there. So no way. The Arizona, uh, the at Arizona, Ar- at Arizona, Arizona State, State, and at USC. That's right. Yeah, they've had some good wins. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so where were we talking about uh, <laughs> the pyramid of success? Yep. So, anyways, so I was reading it. It's just super relevant, though. Like I, I was telling my wife, I was like, "You need to sit down and read this book." Yeah, like, and you well, need, and she you need, does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she she needs it more than anyone on so many levels. I'm going to edit that out before she gets a copy of it. Well, but I want to 
It's so applicable. And I think to kind of dovetail into what you and I want to talk about today, mm-hmm. as I was reading it, I was like, God, we, I mean, we could just structure this whole thing that we want to do. You know what I mean? Using the principles of his book. Right. For sure. Yeah. And like a lot of what our habits are as athletes, like, you know, the right habits. And it's like, I wanted to put up a whiteboard in my kitchen and my wife was like, no, because it's like, you know, the habits and, and real life gets in the way, right? Modern life gets in the way. And all of a sudden you're like, wait a second, I put on 40 pounds, not you, but other people on this podcast. (laughs) And it's like, well, what's the block? You know, the right thing to do. You have the habits within you. Right. You know, at the end of the day, is it motivation where you're going like, well, what the, okay, I get in great shape. What then? Like, I'm, right. I'm not playing anymore. Okay. Who cares? Yeah. No, I'm right with you. And so the way I always have thought about it and now completely believe it is it's really just more a game of like consistency. And so consistency paired with keeping it simple. Yep. So here, here's why I wanted to have you on today. And, and maybe we start by setting the stage, right? So, okay, X division one athlete. What, what did you weigh when you were playing? And give me this, your peak. As you see yourself in your head. Yeah, so. Peak athleticism, what were you weighing? So I came in at the college at like 225. And I was probably the strongest guy. I was probably the strongest guy on the team. I mean, probably I was as a freshman. And then my coach after sophomore year was like, you're fat even though I was 7% body fat. So I stopped. And you're, and you're six, seven. Yeah. So Maybe then a, I, a gentleman, <laughs> six, six, whatever, yeah, yeah, however yeah. you want to put it. No, I know I'm six, six and change because in there Europe they measured me and they were like, you know, why are you listed at six, five? This is a big deal. And I was like, yeah, six, five, six, what's a big deal. They're like, it's a big deal, idiot. Like, right. <laughs> you know, we can yeah. market you as a four man now you moron. <laughs> so then they said, you're fat. I stopped lifting for a summer and all I did was run. And I was like obsessed with like, get down to 215 because that's what my coach wanted. Yeah. Got down to 215. And then the next year kind of normalized out. I played at 235 my senior year. But again, these are like in great shape. You know, now I'm up to like 275, 280, 285, like yeah. depending on what I'm doing. If I go, if I get down to 260, the whole world goes nuts. They think I'm 210. <laughs> Like whatever you think I weigh, I weigh 40 pounds more than that. Maybe right, not right. 40, but 20. People are like, whoa, what are you like 195? I'm like, what? I'm like 240. <laughs> I, will, I will say you carry the weight well, though. Yeah. Well, you're, I looked up JJ Watts weight and I felt a lot better. Yeah, there you go. He's it's 275. Just, He's almost just, exactly my same size. Yeah. It's just a matter of shaping. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shifting the weight into places that and are desirable. Zion. Don't get me started on Zion. Oh, we're, the yeah. same, we're the exact same athlete. How, how long do you? Well. <laughs> yeah, I'll ask it. Are you are you worried about his weight and size and explosiveness, like in terms of longevity? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. You know, like there's a history here. There's um, super athletes who play three or four years are great and then get injured. Yeah. You got Blake Griffin. Antonio McDice is in that camp. Mm. Um, Sean Kemp got really big. He didn't get injured. He just got huge. Oh, Couldn't Kemp. control his weight. So like for me, if you're this young and, and knowing the type of, athlete he is like I'm that type of athlete if I lift for four weeks I'll get really good big yeah. if I don't lift for four weeks I'll get really big bad right so I'm very very worried about him he's a great basketball player like we saw last night he hit four threes he's a great passer right but like man that's a lot of weight and, and it almost hurts him that he jumps so high like you kind of wish he had um and Larry look another one Larry Johnson right on people grandmama big body I, I've met Larry Johnson he's skinnier than you are like he is, 
he's not he, he looks jacked on an NBA court. So like, yeah, I'm, I'm very worried about right. Zion. Like, yeah, I'm praying for it. like I, I love him. I'm, I'm not like hating on him. I'm saying I'm worried because it's a lot of weight. Well, it's just so much weight. And like you said, he's so explosive. That just puts such stress on everything. Yeah. Tendons. You know what I mean? Like everything he does is just at like another degree of difficulty above yeah. everyone else. So it just, I, I have to imagine he's at higher risk over. And, over and there, time. there's never been anyone like him. There, there right. truly has not who jumps that high and is that heavy. Never. Just like Blake Griffin was like 245. Right. <laughs> you know, like, and he hurt his knee. So. It's, I'm worried. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's get into it a little bit. We've been kicking around an idea led by you. Yep. Right. About, uh, getting the bod back into shape as you flex at me. <laughs> so, okay. So at two thirty-five was kind of where you netted out. You felt good then at two thirty-five. explosive. Well, peak like physical state. I wasn't a good athlete. Right. So I felt like for me, explosive, but like, you know, I, I was like somewhat ripped. I had abs. Like I felt great. I mean, yeah. dunking easily. Like there we go. I could still dunk now, by the way. So it's like the main thing I'm looking for is aesthetically looking great. It's Tone, truly about vanity. Tone and Titan is yeah, what we're yeah, looking for yeah, here. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So what we've been kicking around is putting together like a workout plan, right? But of yeah. course... Um, given our history and the fact that we, we once shared fake bookshelves as a bedroom in New York city, mm -hmm. we're going to, we're going to make it, uh, we're going to up the stakes a little bit. Okay. So we're doing a fitness challenge of some sort. Okay. Right. In other words, I'm going to be here and those listening to the podcast are going to be able to help keep you accountable. Right? Okay. Yeah. But my feeling is the only way it'll work is if we have like some clear outcome that we're working towards. And I think more importantly, it has to be something that like you're actually motivated about. Fair? Yeah, sure. So thinking about that, outcomes, like where ideally do you want to be? So I was telling you this right before we started, but I'll just, I joined Noom today. Do you know Noom? Oh, yeah. I don't actually. All right. So Noom is like the new weight loss app that is is crushing me with ads on Instagram. And it's basically like, <laughs> psychological motivational stuff that helps you lose weight. So it's almost like I, I just started, so I have no idea how it really works, but okay. um, you know, lifestyle changes that over the long haul are going to work like backed by psychological science. So the hmm. first thing they ask is like, what's the ultimate why? Like, why are you actually doing this? And like the best I could come up with was I want to like look great and yeah. then like feel a little better when I play basketball. Guilty as charged. And then it was like, but why do you want that? It took you another level deeper. Like what, what happens if you look great? What happens if you play better? And I think I'll just like the joy of playing at a lighter weight would like, I would feel great about that would make my life better. Yeah. Throw yeah. down a dunk in a men's league game. Like that's, you know, Dude, it was better than that. It's the same as doing it at Cameron indoor. Yeah. yeah. What? Uh, so, okay. Here's a question. How many times a week are you playing basketball still? All right. So right now I play twice a week when I'm not okay, injured. A lot. We got to get into my injury of the, this year has been the year of injuries too. Let's, let's do it. Um, usually I lift three times a week and I play basketball twice a week. Okay. Okay. So, oh, so you're, okay. So you're lifting three times and then you're playing basketball twice. Yeah. And I might lift four times a week. Okay. And basketball is your cardio. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. So, so 
I hired a personal trainer in the spring coming off ESPN year one. Okay. After th- three sessions with him, I got rhabdo. Okay. Rhabdomyolysis. I was in the hospital for 24 hours. That's nuts. Yeah. Worst soreness you've ever felt like deep, deep muscle soreness. And, uh, like I was like, what is wrong with me? Like I've been sore before, but this feels crazy. And right. I'm drinking Gatorades. I went to the diner at 4am. I was like, maybe I need like food. I ate some eggs. I like, I was just like, I feel awful. I'm like, maybe I have the flu and I'm sore. I don't know. So anyway, what it is, is your muscles like explode at a cellular level. <laughs> they, they dump all the contents into your bloodstream. It can be really dangerous for your kidneys or liver. <laughs> so my, my, they measure this thing called CPK, which is like your blood, like some sort of protein level in your br- blood. Okay. And, and mine was, um, normal's 200, like not 200,000, like 200. Mine was above 50,000. So they were like, we have to admit you like IVs like crazy for 24 hours. So that happened. Is I that come, just to flush your system basically? Yeah. They just want to make sure nothing bad happens to your kidneys or your liver and they just Lost. monitor it processing this crazy amount of stuff and you literally just pee out the, yeah you pee out the bad stuff so wow. they're like your job's to drink this fluid we're gonna iv you every 20 minutes you just get up and pee so while that was going on my legs literally like i would have to lift my leg out of the hospital bed to walk to the you know ho- you know to the bathroom that's insane and then like six hours in my legs just like felt better i was like oh those are better and then i couldn't straighten my arms and then at some point i was like oh i can straighten my arm good i'm back so it just like worked itself out in sections? Yeah. Very weird. That's crazy. So so what were you doing to push put yourself in that state? So and here's why I asked, yeah, yeah. knowing you, yeah, like you always play basketball, you play hard. We've always yep. li- lifted together. Yep. So like what changed this time that like got you to the point where you know what I mean? Your body started actually breaking down. Yeah. So I, I would say it's more like that high intensity stuff where it's like you're doing like, like, for example, I would warm up by walking on a treadmill with the incline all the way up for 10 minutes. So my heart rate was way up. Okay. Then a minute of squats right into a minute of jump roping right into a minute of lunges. Um, so it's all know, like, like the interval training. Yeah. yeah like um, 20 pushups, then a hundred jumps to the jump rope, then a kettlebell swing for a minute. Okay, then 100 jump ropes, then a kettlebell swing for 45 seconds, then 20 push-ups. Then, yeah. So at one point, I'm doing pull-ups, and it's like session two. So I'm, you know, I actually stopped doing pull-ups a couple of years ago because I'm like too big now. Right. So I literally feel like it's like just tearing up my lats. Like I, I just do, you know, lat pull-down. Yeah. So he's like, all right, do 10 pull-ups. I do eight. I'm like dead. He's like, all right, do 10 more. I do half. So right. then he has me jump up there and just negative only pull-ups, like five sets. And then after I did all that, I went and played a full basketball game. Okay. But this is a, like a cautionary tale. Like hydrate your ass off people and like don't you – know, people are like, why didn't you stop? I'm like, well, I paid the guy to push me, right? So what am I going to do? If you're like, oh, this is hard. You know? Well, and like, you kind of like – there's an element of trust there. Like this guy's yeah. a, a paid professional. He's he's <laughs> trained countless people like me. He probably knows what a person can handle on the first couple sessions. Like, yeah, and he's a friend of friends. So I literally was like, and he not only that he like didn't refund me the money for the other sessions. I was like, yo, I'm in the hospital, blah blah blah. He's like, oh, word, like not really, <laughs> didn't really feel bad. I was like, cool guy, all right. Uh, we'll uh, we'll put his name in the in the show notes and make sure. I mean, why him. why not? It's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no. Like, well, so, okay, that's 
I hate that shit. Number one. Yeah. I just, I flat out hate those workouts. So I don't do them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm big on like leaning in on things that I actually can get excited about. Yes. Amen. I hate them too. And it was almost like, all right, whoa, this is what I haven't been doing. So that's why I'm not like losing the weight. So I was like, all right, I actually liked the, like the warm up where it seemed like I was doing a lot within 10 minutes. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, it's, we know like so much of this is nutrition where you're mm. like, you could murder yourself all the time and like not even look that good. And you're like, that was hard as hell. Right. Like I'm getting better at burpees. I'm getting better at jump roping. Right, right, right. So that, you know, so was, was the point of all that weight loss for the most yeah, part. Yeah. It's all, it's all Just like burning calories. Yeah. Cause this is going to be audio only. Right. So yeah. You know, my body is perfect. And then it's just coated with a nice layer of extra frosting on top. I, I'm, I guarantee if you put me in a machine to just melt away my fat, like there's muscle there, right? So I think it's all aimed at fat loss. Right. And like, tell me about it. Like, like what's your thought on, we, we all follow these Instagram people. They're like high intensity workout, man. It's yeah. jump rope, push up, a million squats. Like, like, tell me, like, share with me what your opinion about those is. So Here's my thought. I think there's a lot of snake oil salesmen out yeah. there. There, like since the beginning of the time of time, there's always someone trying to push something. Yeah. And as long as they can make that quick buck, yeah. Like they don't care when they pack up their things and leave town, like whether or not like you lost the weight or it, it cured your syphilis. You know what I mean? Right. So, but, but these guys and girls are ripped though. Like they are legitimately in great shape. So they're yeah. doing something. Yeah. And I think so. Here's my perspective on that. There's a couple things at play. Like People are just like very, I mean, individualized, individualistic in terms of like, one, their physical abilities. Yep. Two, their needs. Like three, the way their body processes different things. So like there's all these fad diets, right? I mean, like how many fad diets could you and I probably rattle off mm -hmm. if we took a minute to do so? Yep. And I did one and I, I had okay success with it. Okay. So you had good success with it. My whole thing is... Right, let's start with like the nutrition piece of it and then go into like yeah. my, my wife also and for good reason like she sees these nutrition fad diets on instagram all the time by people who look great are really successful you know what i mean she's like oh i want to try that which i'm yeah. all for i'm all right. for like trying something yeah but for me like the gut check it has to make sense yeah and it has to make sense as something that I'm going to be able to continue to do over time. Right. Yeah, so like yeah. these cleanses. <laughs> okay. I have a good cleanse story for you, by the way. But you I would ahead. love that. So with a cleanse, right? Like there's, there's probably different objectives that people have when doing a cleanse, right? Mm -hmm. The people who do a cleanse to like lose a lot of weight really quickly. It's like, that's a crash diet. Yeah. Like you might, because you're literally starving yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like that weight's going to go right back on, right? Yeah. So that's like an extreme example. A keto diet. I don't know. I don't know anything about a, a keto right, diet. So, so I, I, did keto, I did keto oh. for a year. And right, so let's talk about both of those. Let's actually yeah, yeah. Let's go into keto because I think we both. Well, first we I'll just tell you, my friend, uh, Ari, comedian that you know, he did this cleanse one time and I was like, I called him like the hungry, hungry caterpillar because it was so insane. He was like, today I can only eat apples. Tomorrow, <laughs> only bananas. Uh, Wednesday, it's just tomatoes and I'm allowed to reintroduce bananas. And I was like, on what planet right. does that make any sense where it's like only tomatoes today? Right. You're not going to be happy. You're not going to stick with it. Yeah. 
So I Googled like two years ago, like, why am I always hungry? Because I truly believe the biggest predictor of like weight loss or gain is just, are you hungry or not? Like, it's not really willpower. It's like some people are hungrier than other people. And there's actually Hmm. a lot of data out there with this. Okay. So all the results were like, you're not eating enough fat. Try the keto diet. So the first time I tried it, I was like shocked for the first time in my life. I wasn't hungry. I had no cravings. I was just like, I, I completely cut out snacking because I was like, I would eat, you know, four eggs with butter and bacon for breakfast and maybe some salad Right. Or some, you know, broccoli cooked in butter. And then I just wouldn't be hungry for like eight hours. Yeah. And it really got me in that habit of only eating when I was hungry. Okay. But then I would kind of go off it now and then. You have a wedding. You have something where you're having some beers. It's like the least keto thing of all time. Yeah. And then when I really was like, all right, I'm going to get back on it again. And that first time I lost about 15 pounds. And then when I got back on it the second time. I mean, that's pretty substantial. Yeah, it's legit. And I was like, yeah. all right. And and I lost 15 really fast. And then to get past that plateau, like never happened. It was just like, I'm being mm. perfect and nothing's happening. And my energy levels were like, not great. And my mood started getting terrible. Yeah. Like awful mood in the morning, <laughs> awful all day, low energy. Yeah. And all that stuff they say happens like, oh my God, you're going to be so clear once you get carbs out of your mind. Like, no, no, no. I was like, just <laughs> like, a, and I'm like, all right, now this is affecting like my day, my sales, my everything. Like, yep. I was like, I can't be like a low energy, uh, you know, crab when I'm doing a basketball game. I can't be like cranky. Right. <laughs> so then it was exactly. like, that, diet, that diet's gone. Yeah. But the second I- time I did it, it, it didn't kill the appetite the same way. How long did you give it a shot for? Like a year and a half. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Like so you gave up, it like the real college try. Leading up to my wedding, I was like pretty keto. And then I kind of <laughs> got off it because it was like, honeymoon, <laughs> you're off, yeah. baby. Well, so that's what I was going to ask you is how hard was it to like stay actually on that diet? Uh, during the week, it was incredibly easy. Okay. And then during weekends, it was incredibly hard. Yeah. Cause you're at like, you know, let's say you go to like a Super Bowl party. You have to be like, can I eat, so- do you have celery for the guac? Cause I can only eat the guac. I can't eat the chips. Right. Uh, you know, it's like, what can you eat? And you, you get to be that weirdo, like carrying around, you know, bacon in a Tupperware. <laughs> and then the little part behind, like, like a little part of my, in my mind would be like, all right, no, you're eating, you're eating a stick of butter alone. You think that's going to work? <laughs> like, yeah. like straight up, I would eat straight up butter sometimes. <laughs> they say, you're hungry just eat like a cube of butter you're good like oh god but i know a lot of, like a lot of people do really well with that yeah yeah and i think you have to and i'll talk to you a little bit about what i do and it's gonna be for those listening completely like uneventful you're gonna be like oh that's pretty boring actually I think it has to be something that the person can stick with like i've talked to so many of my friends coworkers, clients who are constantly like jumping from one like fad diet to the other. Right. You know, and I'm like, you need something that you can be consistent with. I think here, here's my, your, get back to your original question, right? Like yeah. Instagram, fitness enthusiasts, people pumping these diets, these workout plans, like they're tapping into that thing that everyone has where they want like that quick fix, right? We're like a millennial culture where people just want to like hack everything. Like, yeah, oh, but I, I, like the secret is if I just start doing it well, this way, I'm going to see like tremendous results. I think some are, but others are like, 
they're trying to sell you on like, it's not going to be a quick fix, but it's going to be my slow fix. It'll work for you. And the yeah. other question I want to ask you is, are you a calories in calories out guy or are you a macronutrient guy? Like where, where do you, yeah. where do you so, put yourself on that? Yeah. So to answer your first question, I think that's a great point. And like, I think whatever you're going to try, like you need to like put some thought into it. Yeah. Like just, I mean, at a base level, like, look, is this person just trying to sell me something that's a quick fix to earn my buck? Or are they preaching something that seems, it kind of like checks that reasonable box. Mm -hmm. It's like, Hey, this is going to take some time. It's going to take some hard work and effort. But like, if you stick with it, like, you know what I mean? You'll see results. So I think there's definitely people doing great things out there. Um, I just had a guy on Chris Barnard at overtime athletes who I actually get my training programs from now. It's the first time I've ever done that. And mm -hmm. uh, I mean, he has a huge Instagram uh, presence and YouTube presence. So like I, you know, I think there's people out there doing it the right way for sure. Um, you just got to be careful um, because, you know, I always feel like someone's just trying to separate me from my money. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like no I, I'm, no I'm ever the pessimist in that regard. Well, um, you're cheap as hell. Number one. Yeah. But, uh, yes. The, what about <laughs> calories in calories out calories in calories out? So I have never counted calories ever. I've tried. I've actually tried and it just like, I almost said F you, but I don't want to swear on here. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. My brother will edit it out. Um, no, I've never, it's again, it's not realistic for me to count the calories for every meal I've yeah. tried. I've tried, I've tried doing the, um, cause I also had like food allergies. Right. Yeah. So at one point, like there was a very significant health reason as to why I need to document everything I ate. I couldn't do it. Right. Right. Because like, I snack or I'm at work or I'm running, you know, onto the subway and I grab a smoothie real quick. I don't have time to jot all that down. Right. So that for me is not realistic. Um, yeah. I totally get why people recommend doing it. Um, for me. So I, I don't do calories in calories out. I've, I've talked to a bunch of people who do macros. I've had multiple people try and explain it to me. And like, so I was doing my fitness pal recently, my last, okay. my latest three week. Yeah. And it was just tracking your food. And they were like, you want, you know, for me, I answered a couple of questions. They were like 40% from carbs, you know, 30% from fat, 30% from protein. Yeah. You know, and what was eye opening to me is like, usually most days I would hit the protein easily. Right. And then I'd be under on carbs. Cause I think I've been so trained against carbs for so long. Yeah. And I was like, damn, I gotta have like another sandwich. What? Especially coming from keto when I was like avoiding carbs, like the plague. Yeah. But, but the idea I guess is like, all right, you eat, you eat 3000 calories a day mm -hmm. and it's just uh, fish, steak, brown rice, salad. You're going to be feel fuller than if I eat 3000 calories a day of Twinkies. Right. And not only that, the insulin response for me will be bad. Yeah. So all those spikes, but even fruit, like I didn't eat fruit for a year oh, because, God. because on keto fruit was like so fruit, fruit, fruits and no go on keto. All that, all that glycemic index stuff. Like, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I honestly don't know. Like now I'm like, my brain's so scrambled. I'm like, do I eat fruit? Do I not eat fruit? Like, <laughs> so here's what I do pay attention to. So I don't, I don't do, I don't count macros. Um, one, like I said, I, I find it kind of confusing. A lot of people might turn off the podcast and be like, this guy's a knucklehead. He can't even count macros. <laughs> but like, I just, I, uh, for me, it's like, I don't want to live my life that way. Yeah, do you but know that, what I mean? Dude, that's my whole, that's my whole issue with fitness in general. So, okay. So let's, uh, let's talk about what I, I do. I, I don't want to live my life that way. You do five days. Great. And then you go, wait, I live in New York city. What's the point to count macros? Like get the hell out of here. Yeah. So I'm big on, like I said, just 
consistency over time and just like having good common sense. So for me, what does that mean in terms of nutrition? I've, I've in the last, I mean, I've always been fairly good at this. Um, I really try not to eat processed food, right? It has a ton of sugar. It has a ton of other additives. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like common sense. Like, Hey, I think we all can probably agree that stuff's not good for you. Yep. Like, let's just cut it out. So I, I try to eat more whole foods mm -hmm. for sure. Right. Um, so that's a big one that, that one alone, if you can just cut out just processed food in general, I think like most dietitians and nutritionists would all probably like nod their head and be like, yeah, that's a probably a pretty good place to start. But I, I also would argue that a lot of people, whether you do Weight Watchers, Noom, Keto, Macros, if you're coming from a place of like crushing soda, chips, processed food, mm -hmm. little snack packs, you're going to lose a ton of weight right away. Yeah. But like I do it by doing those things like new yeah, because they're going to go to whole foods right away and you're going to do right. better. Yeah. But I would argue that I don't really eat that stuff very often at all. You know, I'm, okay. I, but I could eat my way through to the other side anyway. Right. I could eat whole foods and still get up to 5,000 calories a day. You know what I'm saying? So like, here's, here's the thing that I've started paying attention to. And my buddy, uh, my buddy Joe sent me, it was an ebook, and again, I'm, I'm I might not even like mention what it was actually called because I I don't know quite frankly like to what extent it's all valid. Um, but something that I took from it was when you eat carbs is really important after working out. After working out, right. is a big one, right? Yep. So you know, there's a certain window of time, and I'm going to totally mess up the science. And I can, I'll, I'll post to uh, a more descript and accurate, uh, uh, you know, explanation as to why this works. But basically, after you work out, right? There's a set of, there's a window of time. You know, it's 30 minutes. It, it can vary for people, but where basically, like the receptors in your muscles, like the muscle mm -hmm. tissue, and then your fat cells the fat cells, the receptors kind of like turn off mm -hmm. and only like the muscle cells are kind of active. This is mm -hmm. like some, someone's going to like shoot me for how oversimplified <laughs> this is. But the idea is right. That like, okay, like within that 30 minute window, you should be pounding carbs in addition yeah. to protein because the only, oh, the only area it's really going as I understand it is, is to your muscle. Yeah. So for me, what I've started doing is after I work out, I've actually, I'm dumping carbs like in my post-workout. What do you, what do you eat? In my post-workout shake? Yeah. Like you're dumping in like oatmeal. No, no, no. So my, um, if we want to get into, you want to get into subs? Uh, yeah, I do. Okay. Let's do it. Listen, I want my body to look like your body. So yeah. get into whatever is going to help me do that. <laughs> <laughs> Done. So here's, here's what I'll, I do. I'll still be taller though. So yeah, so you're going to have that. <laughs> Um, so what I do after a workout is, and let me, let me set the stage here. Usually when I work out, like right now I'm on parental leave. So my schedule is just nuts. Cause like we have three kids just trying to find time to even like use the bathroom by myself is, is a challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, but typically what I'm doing is I'm working out at like five, five thirty in the morning. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause I, I live out in Bucks County and I'm commuting to New York city. That's two hours. I do that maybe like two or three times a week. The rest I work from home. So on those mornings, like my only shot to get it in is early. So I'm working out on an empty stomach for the most part. And then after a workout, what I'm doing. Don't love that. You don't love that. Don't love it, but keep going. Okay. I want to hear why. So I'm working out on an empty stomach for the most part. And I'll explain what I mean by that too. But after a workout, right? Like I don't have time to sit there and like make myself eggs, hash browns, toast, 
So what I'm doing instead is I'm making a protein shake. So let me just start by saying I'm not about like taste at all. I I will I will eat anything if you tell me it's going to make me bigger, faster, stronger, in better shape. So I, I do not care. I am not concerned at all about what it tastes like. So what I'm usually doing is I'm putting in like, you know, two scoops of protein. It's like 30 grams, right? I do uh, creatine, monohydrate. Yep. I do uh, glutamine. I put in some branch chain amino acids. And uh, I get all this stuff from... Oh man, I'm totally spacing. Naked Nutrition. Does okay. that sound right? Are you familiar with them? Yep. Their stuff's awesome. I'm not getting paid, but you know. I used you, to do, you will, number one, but I, I used to do glutamine in high school. Okay. And then brief creatine, but everybody's like, ah, it's bad for your kidneys. But I'm off, like, I'm off all the supplements, yeah. but may, maybe I should go back on. I mean, what do well, you think? So here's what I like about the supplements, right? Like, especially on days when I'm commuting, like it's very realistic that I might not get a meal in for the next three hours until I'm finally sitting at my desk. Right. So I'm like, let me get my body everything that I need through this shake. You know what yep. I mean? So mm -hmm. I can like hit the road and like get about my day. So yeah, it's the protein, those supplements I listed. And then what I started doing, cause I was always, you know, like I want to be in good shape. I want to be lean. You know yep. what I mean? Stay cut. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to like start, I didn't want to use like any of those weight gainers, right? But when I read this book and there's a specific name for that process, I was like, huh, let me try this out. So I started adding, I add like uh, maltodextrin, I think it's called. Okay. It's basically like ground up, it's carbs coming from like rice. Okay. Right. So I actually dump that in my shake now too, which tastes delicious actually. All right. And, uh, I do that right after I work out within 30 minutes. And what I've noticed is I work out enough now and I eat clean enough that my problem is actually gaining weight. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like I've kind of, I feel like I've kind of leveled out. I, I'm always going to be somewhere between like 215 to 220. Yeah. Like it would now take a lot for me to get below that. Um, but like if I want to get up to like 225, like so, so one of the goals that I set for myself uh, last year, which I just barely missed, but I'm hoping to get it this month was I wanted to put 400 pounds on the bar and just mm -hmm. bench it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I did it in college and I was like, I wonder if I could get back up to that level. I was like, so let me, if I'm going to go to the gym, like, let me have that to work towards. And I, yeah. what I realized is I need to like put on some weight to be able to do that. So I started doing the carbs and what I noticed was I did not put on any fat. Um, I actually felt like I got leaner Okay. interestingly enough. And I definitely got stronger and I was able to put on like the kind of weight I wanted at a more gradual pace. Are you, are you going to post your workout shake anywhere on your website or in the gonna, description of this pod? I'm going to get it in there, man. Right in the show notes. All right. I mean, like, should I be doing this? Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And like, so here's what I'll do too. And I, we'll even have a, uh, a whole separate podcast on like, cause at the time. And so one of the reasons I want to start this podcast was I would do all this research. So like the reason I landed on like creatine, glutamine, BCAAs, and then, you know, carbs at all was because I did like hours of research on like, is it worth it? Should I be doing? What are the effects? I've forgotten all the reasons. So like, this will be a way to capture it and I'll, I'll re uh, recapture some of that. So uh, anyone who's listening kind of has some, some all right. Evidence. So wait, let's refocus real quick. Yeah. We're talking about me here and my fitness challenge. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So in the context of that, there's probably a lot of listeners who are similar to me, yep. naturally bigger guys, like to lift, hate cardio, 
love to have beer. Like, what should I be doing workout wise? Like, what's your prescription workout wise? Diet wise, I'm going to try Noom. A lot of whole foods. It's like whole foods mixed with caloric goal per day, I think. But we can check in on another pod. I can kind of let you know how that's going. But yeah, I'm kind of like I need to keep my my top end calories consistent every day. But but what is what what do you think I should be doing here? Like what's the what's the prescription here? So here's my prescription. And also and to it, answer your first question, my goal is 250. Two, here we go. 250. That's the goal. Get to Only, 250. See how I feel. See where I'm at. Okay. And where are you at right now? If you, if you don't mind, sure. Two, anywhere. Um, 284. Right. 284. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I know that was a longer ended answer, but here's, here's why I think it's important. So from a nutrition standpoint, what I have found to be true for myself, and let me start by letting everyone know I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not even a certified personal trainer, right? So this is just like bro science mixed with like a lot of research. Yeah. And like what we'll do too, and I think will be fun is like, we're going to, we'll, we'll check in with you maybe weekly if that works. And uh, I think what we'll try and do is a really good job of anything that we're trying out we'll point to some of the research that we think supports why we're adding that in. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we'll try and make it so it's easily applicable for anyone else if they want to follow along. Cause I think that's what we want to do, right? Boil it down. And that's why I'm so big on like, just keep it something that you can do consistently and something that has common sense. Like, I think there's so much unnecessary complexity in yep. these workout plans and these calorie counters. It's like, life's complicated enough as is like, I want to keep like what I, what I'm eating and what I'm doing, like easy to understand. So to get back to your question, what do we need to do? Nutrition wise, like try the Noom. I'd be interested to hear what you think of it. For me, I think it's all about eating as best as you can whole foods and just not eating crap. Like, and you know what you, you know, like what crap is. Everyone does just like intuitively ice cream, crap, delicious. Granted, crap right, nonetheless. Right. <laughs> um, so whatever. Whatever you want to do nutrition-wise, go what about, for it. What about beer-wise? You know my habits. I'm actually doing a dry January from like yesterday until Valentine's Day. So I'm going okay. into like like first two weeks of February. But then after that, it's like if I had an idea like, look, you can have this many beers this many times a week and still lose weight. What would be your answer for that? Uh, I don't know. It's man. not going to be zero. It's not going to be zero. <laughs> no. So like, here's, uh, I try not to drink. Uh, let me think about this. I will drink the day of a workout. Okay. Uh, what's his name? Mike Rosselli. God, I'll, I'll find his name. Uh, he, he does a lot of nutrition stuff for men's health, but I, I got to work with him a few years ago and he actually said, it's better to drink alcohol the day of a workout than the day after. And like, sometimes it's just unavoidable, but uh, if and when I can control it, like I'll drink on those days. When I do drink, uh, I don't drink beer anymore. One, because like it just knocks me out. At <laughs> all? Me. Wow. Uh, no, I still do. But like I can't like sit around and have like a six pack of a, an IPA. Oh, you know I what could. I mean? Yeah, I could. Oh, easily. Really? Oh, yeah. dude. It just tears me <laughs> up, man. Uh, so I don't drink. Not only could I, I'd love to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That'll be the next podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh. So I don't drink a lot of beer. I, here's what I do. Drinking wise, when you do it, I do hard liquor and I either do it straight or I'll do it with soda. I like tequila. I like vodka. Um, so I'll do those. But uh, again, like I'm not trying to kill myself. I'm not creating like some unrealistic goal where I'm not like drinking over the course of the month. Right. So I've tried that in the past. It doesn't work for a number of reasons. Number one, I get hammered. Number yeah. two, yeah. <laughs> 
it ends up just like going down quicker. So what I've actually been doing, and let me yeah, run, I want to hear let me run thinking. this by you, is like trying to drink less overall, fewer days and fewer overall beers. But yeah. Guinness, the diet beer, Guinness is like 120 calories. It's only like like a Miller Lite's like 93. Guinness is like 120. So that's something I'm going to do. I'm going to drink only Guinness. I'm putting that in my little goal list here. But here's my here's my feedback to that. Okay. And this is purely, again, my own non-professional opinion. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be in the game of counting calories with beers. Right. But I like it. That's why is that I'm like, look, if this is 120 just to start and that other one's 170 and I like Guinness, I might as well just drink Guinness if it's available. So that way it kind of automates. I would would also think about like this too. Like if you like Guinness, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a heavier beer. Like, are you going to drink less of them than if you, like, if you're drinking Michelob Ultra, I could, you could polish 24 of those off without yeah. even like getting up for the bathroom. Right. And I won't even enjoy it. I'll be like, right. this sucks. I hate this beer. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to find the middle ground of like, what's going to be sustainable long-term, what doesn't suck, but yeah. might be incrementally better. Yeah. I'm also a big believer too, that like you can work, like you can work off a lot of bad decisions. Do you know oh, what wow. I mean? Yeah. So See, most people don't, most people think the opposite. Well, I mean, whatever. like you can't outwork a bad diet. Like there's like, you're, you know, you screwed up. That's you're done. I mean, like this is an extreme example, but like how many times have you heard the story of Michael Phelps eating what 10,000 calories a day? Yeah. Jelly donuts, like anything physically, any and all calories that he can like get into his body. Yeah. He'll eat them and he'll burn them off. Like now you and I don't have like the time to put in that level of work. But I think if you're working out consistently, you can, you can, you can outwork a lot of that stuff. Now, look, everyone's different, right? Everyone has their own personal needs, the way their body responds to food. Like I'm not, I'm not saying that what works for me works for everyone. Um, but I think, you know, if you're consistently putting in the work in the gym, playing basketball and to the best of your ability, you're trying to eat well and you're cutting out like the amount that you're drinking. Well, we're going to see, we're going to see, we're, we're going to see, Let's say I do all these things and you still look like you and I still look like me because this is going to be a strong nature versus nurture situation here. It could be. Because I, I think that you're coming at this from a very fit person's perspective. Right. And even in my peak of playing, there yeah. were guys that could not gain a pound of muscle. Right. Could not gain a pound of fat. And then you have me, you, you know, I bench for four weeks. It goes up 10 pounds. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So. We will see. We will see, my friend. But no, this is I a think, good thing to uh, to document. Yeah, I think it is too. But here, again, my whole thing is I think the reason a lot of this stuff doesn't work for people is it's not realistic that they can do it consistently over time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like we're, 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 I, I try to think about term things in terms of like the long game. Right. I'm not trying to be ripped for like the next two months, like before beach season. You know what I yep. mean? Like I'm already married. I have like that battle is won. You know what <laughs> I mean? Now I'm like, I, I want to look the same that I look today at, uh, oh God, 32. My birthday's coming up. Although, wow. You know, yeah. So you young know, guy, shameless, shameless plug. Young guy. I'm 34. Uh, well, that's an interesting, that's a, it's another point we haven't even touched on. Where has your body given up on you? We're, we're peaking in terms of testosterone yeah. or have peaked and are on the other side of it. Nah. So like that sucks. But now, <laughs> hold on. We have, I'm going to do new nutrition. I'm going to try to eat whole foods. I'm going to drink Guinness. Now, okay. <laughs> w- 
I'm, I'm serious. Okay. We should. I know. I know. I know. I know. What's so, my What's my lifting? Yes, I know you're trying to get me to the lifting. So let's get to the lifting. Um. Oh, last thought. Yeah. Think in terms of the long game. That's my only. If Noom works for you, make sure it works for you in the future moving forward. Because what we don't want to happen. Because like you've lost weight before. Mm-hmm. Right. But for, yeah. but for some reason, and I ask you why you think that is like it's, it's been put back on. So I'll throw that to you. Why, you know, why has it not stayed off? You just, you know, for me, it's like, it's, it's difficult to lose it. And then I just don't care for a while. And then it's really easy to put it back on. Yeah. So the second I'm not trying to lose, it's going up. And are you, are you working out consistently? Oh, that all, whole that, time that, too? yeah. That's the consistent part for me. Yeah. The, the nutrition is the inconsistent part. And then sometimes it's like, I don't even know like what I'm supposed to be eating anymore. And then sometimes I'm like, I don't care. I'm having fun. I yeah. mean, like there's been tapes of me doing stand up where I'm like, damn, that's like the funniest I've ever been. And I look really fat. And it's like mainly because I was spending a lot of time hanging out in comedy clubs and it's like, you're in a bar, you're going to have a beer. Like, you know, I know a ton of comics who go in and have seltzer, but I'm like, kill me. I can't listen to this stuff without a little, uh, <laughs> you know, a couple yeah. of beers. But I think it's like, I'm a guy that's easy to put on weight. I got a big appetite. If I don't monitor it, it's going up. So it's yeah. like, anytime I have no plan, that's the answer. Got it. Okay. So for this challenge, what are we going to call this challenge? Do you have any uh, ideas in the hopper? Um, I mean, we could just say like, get. Has, has fat to fit been taken? <laughs> yeah. 10 trillion times. <laughs> Sorry, that's horrible. We, that's we, we, get, we get called the Savage 250. And, oh, there we go. And, and I've, I've committed to Noom for four months. That puts me in May, okay? And, and okay. they're claiming, like, they showed me a chart. They're like, with Noom, yeah. you're going to be 250 by May. Yeah. So. That's awesome. If, if that's, how many freaking months is that? That's four months? So that puts us right at reunions too, which is a great uh, okay. goal. It's the beginning of summer. Yep. So if we get me to 250 and we Show just kind of check you. in and the way I figure this is going to go is these are going to be the goals. And then I'm going to go, all right, what's your weight now a week later? Yep. What were the biggest challenges? What, what happened? Ah, I slept like garbage this night. Uh, this thing happened in my life where I couldn't get a workout in or whatever it is. I think if we document it, we're going to uncover some pretty common, you know, pitfalls that people fall into. I think so too. And here's my thought as to why this matters. Like one, obviously I want to help you look great in your tank top for reunions, but two, like not everyone can go out and hire a nutritionist or a personal trainer, or they might not even have like direct access to that, even though there's some great online online programs or or they hire one and they get rabdo and they, yeah. And they (laughs) they attempt to kill them. So what I want to do with this is like take a common sense approach, right? Like, I don't want to like start throwing in like some crazy new workout regimen. Like I, I'm more about like, let's do things that are tried and proven, uh, tried and proven. <laughs> what am I trying to say? Tried, tried and, and true. true. Thank you. And like, let's see if by doing them consistently over time, that's kind of like my mantra today. I, I don't mean to, but it kind of is. And let's like see if it has a desired effect. And to your point, let's see what worked and what didn't. So Here's what I would ask you in terms of what kind of working out do you like to do? Two two times a week basketball, right? Yep. Non-negotiable. And that's probably like the best cardio you could be doing, right? Right. Yep. And then I, you know, I like to lift. I like to lift in the like eight to 10 rep range. Okay. Um, Can I ask like, why? I don't know. Any- I, 
I feel like that's what we always did for basketball. I feel like higher rep ranges. I just get bored and I'm like, get me through the set. This sucks. Yeah. You know, when I go down to the like four to six or, you know, two to four, it just feels like I get like overly sore and tight. And then it kind of is detrimental. Like I feel like, you know, crap the next day. And I'm like, well, now I don't even feel like working out. Right. I'm, I'm open to anything. But what I've done recently is I've gone more sets than I probably ever have before. Okay. So I used to get in the gym and do like three sets of flat bench. That might be it for chest or three sets of flat bench, two sets of uh, incline and then be out. Now I'm doing like five sets of flat bench, three to four sets of incline. Yeah. And then maybe like push-ups on top of that. Or, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm, I'm trying to get to the nine to 12 set range per body part, taking a more okay. like bodybuilder approach. So here's okay. So like if the goal was just to get to 250, right? And we really wanted to hit it, we just throw you on the treadmill every day. Have you just burn a million calories? Well, I, I, I wouldn't oh, do that. Want I that. couldn't right. I couldn't do it. I wouldn't show up. I, one so, day and I go, no. <laughs> yeah. So I think the nutrition's gonna be like great towards working towards like getting rid of fat. Yep. Right. It sounds like that's already built in. So is it like, do you have any goals strength-wise? Like, is there anything? that you want, like, do you want? No. no, none at all. None. I'm strong as hell right now. Like I, I am, I'm super strong. It doesn't matter. I don't care about it. You know, like I, I truly do not care Yeah. about strength per se. I was so he, I, less injury and I want to just like look better and lose fat. Okay. So here's the thing, like what I want to take into consideration when you say like your rep ranges yeah. is like, usually there's a method to that madness. Right. So uh, there's kind of like three ways that, that people typically break it up. Right. There's hypertrophy, which is basically just like increasing the size of the muscle. Um, you know, and I'll, I'll post a chart. Gosh, I meant to bring it. Hypertrophy sets where you're just trying to kind of like increase general strength. Right. Like if you take a high school kid, you're not going to have him doing like two sets of like 90% of his one rep max. You're gonna you're gonna blow them out of the water, right? You need to build a base. So typically, what people do, um, if you're if they're working with a college athlete, is they're gonna try and build a base of general strength. Like you already work out, so we probably don't need to worry about that. But hypertrophy sets are typically it's gonna be like that three sets of ten, right? And I think some people classify it anywhere from like you know three to five sets of eight to twelve reps. So by doing that you know, what you're generally doing is like increasing the size of the muscle. So that's great in some circumstances, but if you're trying to lose weight, like that might not actually be what we want to do all the time. Right. So what I would propose, and this is what I've been doing, right. Cause I, you know, playing football, um, we kind of trained in this way anyways, focusing on like, Hey, let's, let's, let's focus on hypertrophy, that general strength, then let's go into, um, you know, starting to build like some power and then maybe let's work on like our maximum strength or maybe I'm mixing those up. But anyways, each of those kind of phases, right? And I think the easiest way to do it would be in like one month increments, right? When people mm -hmm. talk about like uh, block periodization, right? Mm -hmm. Um, basically they're chunking everything up into blocks. So like each month would be dedicated to one goal. Month one might be like general strength. My, month two might be maximum strength. Month three is power. And month four is if like you're building up towards a competition, 
Yeah. That's like, uh, you know, your, your realization of speed, right? Being able to do whatever your specific skill is you need in a sport at its highest level, right? So I guess what I'm, what I'm asking you is, uh, if your goal is just to get to 250, like, do you have anything else that you want to work towards that we can maybe try? <laughs> no, <not at> like <laughs> le legitimately, no. And I'm being honest here. Yeah, I appreciate and, that. And, and the other thing is, if you look at my year, I had rhabdo, then I broke my thumb. Now I've got a little hip problem. Like I'm like kind of injured right now. You know, the other thing is I know at a lighter weight, just like we talked about with Zion, mm. when I, when I play hoops, I would just be like less injury prone. It'd be more fun. But if this is true. I'm not exaggerating. This is truly about looks. This is only about looks. Yeah. I, I'm like, I'm not worried about like strength at all. You know what I'm saying? Like if, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. if you told me the best thing was, you know, we're going to have you do sets of 20 with, you know, 40 pound dumbbells. I'd be like, all right, let, let's do it. But so here's what I like to do. All right. And I'm going to specify it's what I like to do. I've seen great results. I like to. I kind of divide my workout up a couple ways. And I, so I started, let's just talk about days a week, right? Yeah. So what I do now is I do like a four day split. So that means two days a week, I'm doing only my upper body and two days a week, I'm doing only my lower body. And so if I think about that in terms of like day a week, it would typically be like Monday, Tuesday. So Monday is like upper body, Tuesday's lower. And then I have Wednesday off, or maybe I do my cardio. And then Thursday, again, would be that second upper body day. And Friday would be the second lower body day. So I think for people who are training for like uh, high sports performance, football players, basketball players, et cetera, that's pretty common now. Uh, but even like bodybuilders or strength athletes, they're doing the same thing. So I would start by asking you, mm -hmm. does doing that type of split something that you would be interested in? Like where, where are you at with sure. Where are you at with legs these days? Big leg guy. Huge leg Big guy. Big leg guy. Huge leg okay. guy. Okay. Because, A, I believe that this is a lot of this has to do with hormones. And, like, I injured yeah. my my hip doing really heavy leg press, and I am a dumbass, and I loaded up one side heavier than the other. And then I was yeah. like, I hurt my hip. But I have no problem doing legs, not afraid of it, doing a lot of volume. I'll, okay. I'll tell you this. Not a good uh, deadlift. Normal deadlift, can't really do it. Normal squat, not great. Like I do squats, but I do them after deadlifts and I do them like for core almost. Like I don't worry about so heavy with squats because I, I get a lot of load and a lot of sets of leg press. Yeah. But what I was doing was chest and back, arms and abs, legs. So okay. I'm down to do a four-day split because then one of those days, Wednesday, Thursday is a basketball game. Saturday's a basketball game, those two days of cardio. Yeah, and that's perfect. Sunday's off, and that would be great. And here's what I think is like, a, like I said, there, there's no silver bullet. Like, and believe me, I'm going to try and get experts on. And like, as we learn along the way, like, let's work that into what we put together. Yeah. I think where we're coming from, yeah, is it bro science? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But it is based on a lot of like the research that I've read. Um, a guy who I read a lot of, uh, his, his stuff is Cal Dietz. He's the head strength coach at the university of Minnesota. And like his track record is pretty stellar in terms of athletes across a lot of disciplines. Um, so that's where a lot of this is coming from. It's also like, it works for me cause that's what I enjoy doing. Right. So I guess that's right. what I'm getting at. Like, do you like throwing a lot of weight around or are you yeah. just content? Okay. Yeah. So then this, then let's do this. No, I love lifting. Like I love lifting heavy, but to me, heavy is like, 
you know, still like six, eight reps. I don't mind getting down to four reps, but I like lifting heavy. I like doing a lot of sets. Like I like lifting. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm a meathead. Like I don't give yeah. a shit. But let's go. So let, okay, perfect. <laughs> All right. So let's, so let's do this. I think if you're up for it, we'll do a four day split, right? Two days yep. upper, two days lower. Um, we will talk through the specifics, but here, let me even pull it up. So the way that I have always kind of worked out since college and it's still even true um, the last couple of years when I'm training for these decathlons is I, I like it's it's there's no big secret, but I, I kind of divide my workouts up into um, three sections. So depending on what day it is, my first thing that is my top priority when I go in, I, I call it like my my primary. Um, but these are like your big compound movements. So on an mm -hmm. upper body day, this would be like. Uh, flat bench, bench press, right? Um, and, you know, let, let's keep it super simple. We will do like five sets of four reps, right? So again, it's not going to be that three sets of 10, but the focus here on this primary section is we are going to like go for improving strength yep. and then eventually power. Um, but we're not, we're not just focused on like general strength because like you already have that. Yeah. That's my take. So there's always going to be a primary, right? Mm -hmm. So what about what about warm up? Oh, warm up, dude! I'm such a huge like now being a little bit older. Yeah. I warm up. I'll spend half my time warming up if I have to, because okay, so, I'm also uh, go ahead. So upper body warm up because right now I obviously do big compound movements first. Like my gym's about a half mile away. I run to it. Okay, I do a couple of these. Get the arm blood circles. Bumping. Yeah. Little, little tricep stretch and then i get into my heavy set and i don't really do maybe i'll do one warm-up set of bench yeah but it's like what do you do are you doing all this like you know external rotation for your rotator cuff and all that stuff like a little bit yeah so what i've started to do i'm a big fan of like bands right like the elastic bands do you know what i'm talking about like you too yeah i'm a big <laughs> a big uh iris guy. yeah um no, like, you know, I Rogue haven't used makes, them. Everyone makes yeah. them. Oh, they must have them at your gym. Yeah, yeah but I haven't They're used stable. them. I don't know what to do. I don't like I'll, I'm down, but I don't know what to do. Okay. So here's, here's what I do. Like let's a bench day. I mean, this is literally what I, I guess I did it today. So I'll go in and like the arm circles that you're talking about, I will mm -hmm. take like a band, like one of those elastic bands and I will do the arm circle back and forth. So I'm starting in front and so I'm starting in front of my hips. And I'm doing that arm circle to behind my head and ending up, you know, on my backside. And then I just reverse direction. Got it. I'll do okay. that like, yeah, like 10 oh, to 20 okay. times. Right? All right. So that's getting the shoulders. It's getting the chest loosened up. It's getting the back firing a little bit. Then I'll do like uh, what are called band pull aparts. So you take that same band and you just put your arms straight out in front of your face and you just start separating the band, right? Mm -hmm. Until your hands are back in line with your shoulders. Um, and then I do, and this is just prescribed to me by the guy who's building my workout programs. I'll do those face pulls with a band and it should all be light. Like there should be no sweating really. I mean, you, you kind of want to work up to a sweat, but you're not struggling. You're just trying to get warmed up, trying to get loose. What I then do is I go on the bench and I actually do a set of 40 with just the bar. Then I start by starting my hands in like pretty close, a little mm -hmm. inside my shoulders then I do eight and I work a little wider. I do another eight and I move my hands a little wider until all of a sudden my hands are like wider than I would normally bench at. Mm -hmm. So I'm just trying to do super lightweight, get my body moving. Um, and then when I go into bench, you definitely, you, you want to like 
build into it gradually. Like even elite strength athletes, like take the time to warm up at light weights because in one that I've, I've learned through uh, my own mistakes, if you injure yourself and take yourself out of the game, like you, there's no progress. You go backwards. So even if you go in and work out less that day, if you walked out of there not being injured, I yeah. I I think about that all the time. Like I'm like that was a win. Like yeah, I didn't have a great is, workout. This has been my this has been my whole year. And like, as dumb as I am, like I'm actually learning that too. Where yeah. I actually I'm like against warming up. But even when I play basketball, I warm up a little bit now because it's so frustrating to be out for like two weeks here, six weeks there. For now, you look at your year and you're like, damn, I was injured for 16 weeks out of a 52 week year. Dude, my biggest thing is just not getting injured now. I actually, I, I think about that more than I do my actual workout. And like, we're older, right? We've been lifting for a while. You kind of get like in tune with your body to the yeah. point where you're like, man, like I'm tight today. Yeah. Or like, ah, I can like feel that in my shoulder and my chest. Like, ah, I better be careful. Right. And yeah. when you're younger, you just blow through it. Yeah. But now I'm like, you know, I'm going to do a little extra warm up or, I'm going to try my first couple sets. If it just feels wrong, like I'm just not going to do it because it's not worth me tearing a peck. Yeah. Being out me, six, six months. Let me ask you another question about benching. Yeah. So I had an AC joint separation of my right shoulder about eight years ago. So I've really been mainly a dumbbell guy the last like eight years. Yeah. I can do flat bench, but there is some like shoulder pain. Hmm. So the question is, what's your view on dumbbell versus flat bench and also do i have to go all the way down to get because i've been doing it now where i'm like all right i'm an inch off my chest i'm down there pretty much but it, the difference between that and touching my chest is a lot of shoulder pain and so it's like a mobility issue now yeah, like yeah you it, it like it feels tight when you try to get that like last hurt, it, it hurts like in my joint not in my muscle it hurts in my but if i do dumbbells because i can control my my right arm's actually longer than my left arm now I can control oh, wow. with dumbbells. Do you see any difference? Or you prefer, it seems like you prefer barbell, not dumbbell. No. So I, I actually prefer the opposite. Um, I like flat bench just because I like doing it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like there's some things I do just because I like it. Like lap, there's, lap I, don't down. Need, I don't need to hit this bench press goal to like send emails more effectively at my day job. Do you know what right. I mean? Like I can do it the same if I bench 135. Like there's no, there's no need for it in other yeah, words. I get it. But I like doing it. But I, my, my take is any opportunity where I can do something that is usually, usually using dumbbells or requires like more balance and more stabilization. Like I just think again, common sense wise, like that's going to be preferable yeah. because you, you're activating all these other little muscles that have to stabilize and like keep you in line. And I just think it's also more realistic, right? Yeah, but if I'm doing four, if I'm doing five sets of four, or what do you say I'm going to do? Four sets of four? Uh, it'll change depending on what we're doing. But it, yeah, it could be like five sets of four, five sets of three. We're going to get all that. We're going to get all that hammered do, out. Uh, <laughs> then I'm going to have to do barbell because dumb, dumbbells, only, dumbbells only go up to 120 in my gym. So oh. going to need gonna need more. You're throw, throwing around the big dog weight. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, does your shoulder still hurt if you do less weight or doesn't matter? If I'm doing a flat bench lighter, it probably won't hurt, but it doesn't hurt with dumbbells. It hurts with barbells for sure. 
Yeah. But I but I did bench yesterday, but I just went a little I'm talking like an inch off my chest and I felt yeah. fine. I mean, you're so. not training. You're not. You're not training for. Yeah, just do it. Feels good. Wait. So oh, I want to get it. First of all, are you going to yeah. email me my program? Like, are we going to have this emailed and posted? Yeah, man. We're going to get the all whole right, thing. So I'm going. I'm going to shut up for. I'm going to listen to what. Tell me my upper body day. Upper body day. So here's how I think about it, and this is the reason I like it, because most of us, like our schedule, whether we like to admit it or not, like it, it always fluctuates. Some days you have more time in the gym. Some days you're running behind. Sometimes you got to get to work early. So I, again, like I like to just keep everything simple enough. Um, so here's how I generally think about a workout. So let's start with the upper body. For every push that you do, you should at least do a pull, right? You want to like maintain balance in your body. So if we're talking bench press, right, that's your push. Mm -hmm. You should then follow that up with another major like compound movement of some sort right row, um, row or pull-ups or you know what i mean like it, it just makes sense like you, you've everyone has seen that guy at the gym who does nothing but bench and biceps mm -hmm. and his like shoulders are curled forward and like he you know what i mean he just looks out of alignment so for every push you do a pull so like on an upper body day um you know we'll probably do some variation of like a press so it could be bench press it could be dumbbell and then your next movement is going to be like a heavier pull Right. So um, they both don't, they're not going to necessarily be like the same rep and set ranges. Right. Like we don't necessarily want to have you doing like four sets of heavy pull ups mm -hmm. if that's not like what you're going to be able to do effectively. So we'll figure that out. Then what I like to do is do some sort of um, like auxiliary. I think about it in terms of like a bigger secondary lift. Mm -hmm. Right. So, like, let's say, you know, maybe day one is bench press followed by a uh, heavy row, right? Then we might have you go in and do something like dips. So it's a secondary movement that you're doing with your chest, right? Um, but it's probably going to be like two sets, maybe eight reps, right? Because we're not necessarily going for like the same like strength or power-based outcome here, but like we want to like work that muscle group in another way. And then I would also do like a secondary back exercise. So if you already did row, maybe this is where you do pull-ups. Mm -hmm. And so the reason I like, I think about it in those terms is like, if you're at the gym and you have 40 minutes, you'd be like, look, I have time to get in like incline bench. I, I know that like, I at least got to do another pull. Right. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, like what, what's the like secondary pushing exercise that I can do? I already did incline today. So maybe I go over, and I do dips or I do military press or something like that. Um, and then last is there'll be like an, aux I, I call it auxiliary, but really it's like an accessory section. So this is like your shoulder exercises, your biceps, your triceps. And with the auxiliary stuff, typically the goal is like, let's say your goal was to improve your bench press, right? We yep. do your heavy, like compound bench for like four sets of five, if that's what you want to do. And then you would do a secondary exercise. It's going to like help make you stronger in the bench, but might not necessarily be benching. The auxiliary stuff is where you're working your shoulders and your back. There's still muscles that contribute to the bench, but like they're probably not getting enough work just in that compound movement alone. Right. So that's where you probably start to see like the higher rep ranges. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what's a good shoulder exercise eyes wise and T's are always great, but there's a million things you can do. So I think what we do is we, 
if you if you're are you are you jiving with what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for Is sure. Sounding I'm, good. I'm, yeah. Does it sound interesting to you? Because are you just like, Ugh. no? It's like what I already do though. But I think that I'm curious to see if we move some of the rep ranges lower, and we just are more consistent. If I'm like, all right, this is what I'm doing for four months, and I'm checking in with you every week, and I'm going, you know, this exercise felt bad. What else can I do? All right, this one actually felt pretty good. I think that I'm going to get better results because, like yesterday, I, I just kind of went in blind. I hadn't done a barbell bench in a while. Threw mm -hmm. some weight on there, did 10 reps, did like four sets, no real like plan. Yeah. But then I also did incline after that. I mean, I feel like just a little bit of specific, you know, modifications in the program will take me from like where I'm just kind of maintaining to like, I'll see some real results. Yeah. And I, here's the other thing too, right? Like someone could draft up a completely different program and it might get you to your goal too. Right. I think what it's really going to be about is one, do you do it consistently? Mm -hmm. um, so I think that means like catering it to things you like to do. Right. No, but I think this the, is what I like to do. What I don't like perfect. to do is get on a elliptical and do 40 minutes, uh, no. run, you know, steady state cardio. Brutal. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's lifting. I like, I, I can't think of a lift. Like there's no lift other than like deadlift or like really like Olympic stuff. I can't really do in my gym. It's like kind of just not set up for that. Yeah. Other than that, I'm, I'm down for whatever. So I'm trying to think like, you know, if you're doing a lot of this stuff, are you like, what, what are you doing about your recovery? Like, and I don't mean specifically, are you going to get in cryotherapy every right. Wednesday? I mean, like, are you sleeping enough? Like how, how often do you sleep? I sleep a lot. Um, the sleep yeah. hasn't been great lately. I believe like it's it, how deep you sleep really matters with this stuff too. Yeah. So it's something I'm like working on getting a little deeper sleep, unplugging a little earlier. Yeah. But I sleep eight hours a night. The one thing that uh, I really kind of came to realize. So I, I, I trained for that decathlon for, I guess two years ago. Right. And I, I just worked myself into the ground. Yeah. Like I, I thought like more is better. Yep. You know what I mean? And I was like very much listening to like Jocko and I was, <laughs> I was down to get like four hours of sleep a night. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, dude, I just can't do that. I just, have, I, you heard, have you heard that guy, David Bobbins or whatever, who was a Marine who was like oh, three dude, Goggins, he's the worst David Goggins, dude. Like I love he's it. Like, get up and run and you break your leg and you just run with that bone. And you're like, what are you talking about? Like, it's not I real. I like, love that. I love that for what it is. Like, I take away from that mental toughness, yeah. determination, perseverance. Like I'm not going to go run a hundred mile race in one day with no training. Although to kick it to you, yep. I believe you actually have, uh, do you want to tell your marathon story? Well, I mean, I, yeah, I did a marathon, gained weight during the training. Um, <laughs> you know, the myth is that I didn't train, but okay. that's not true. What I did was I would do one short run. Like I would do, I would do like a three mile run, a three mile run, and then a long run on Saturday. So okay. then by the end I would do like six miles, six miles. And then I did up to like 18 miles, but I only did 18 miles once. And most people who run a marathon run like 22. Yeah. Their last two long runs are like 20, 21, 22. So I literally would just leave the apartment and be like, all right, I'll see you in three hours. And I would just be <laughs> running through the streets of New York for like three hours. And I'll tell you what, it, running a marathon, if you're, you know, so mentally tough, like I am, it's like not, it's like not hard, 
to yeah. run a slow marathon. I ran like 11 minute miles. I didn't walk. It's, it's much harder. You'll be more sore if you do some hard squatting. You'll yeah. be much more sore than if you run a marathon. Yeah. So like, I was like, actually like a year ago, I was like, maybe I should run another marathon. Maybe that'd be like the motivator. And I'm like, ah, it's too boring. But the race day is great. The race is really fun. Yeah. But the training runs are so boring. You're like, oh, two more hours of slow, steady state cardio. Great. That's what I'm, I feel like you're a big like energy guy. Yeah. You're like, you know what I mean? I don't want to like, do stuff I don't want to do. Let's be honest. I don't want to do stuff. I'm not interested in like torturing myself anymore. That's I'm what I'm at saying. That point. And I feel like that's what more people need to do. Mm -hmm. Like when I was trying to get my father back in shape and it, even when I talked to my mom, or when I talked to anyone, they're like, ah, you know, I just don't really, and I'm like, then don't do it. Like find something some you like, right? Right. Like find something that you can do that you will like be ex like get commit. You can be committed about. Yeah. Like for me, this workout program works, mm -hmm. right? For someone listening to this, they might be like, that sounds absolutely horrible. Then yeah. don't do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think it needs to be aligned to what is your outcome? Like for you, if it's really just like getting down to 250, then like, we'll see how this works. Do you know what I mean? Like nature yeah. versus nurture. Like, yes, I, I agree. Well, you and I are built differently. But I think we're going to find some stuff Yeah. as the weeks go on where you're going to go, dude, what did you really do on Saturday night? And I'll go, mm -hmm. all right. I had 10 beers, I ate two calzones. I forgot about those. Oops, I had another, actually I had a whole pizza. And we're going to literally be like, all right, let's do this. Try to have one slice of pizza instead of four when you're, you know, at two yeah. in the morning. And honestly, I feel like there's going to be things that I don't see about myself that just yeah. by tracking it with you on this podcast, we're going to be like, oh my God, it's a no brainer. Just don't do X, Y, Z. And over the course of three months, it's going to be a huge change. Yeah. And that's what I think people don't realize. It's not going to be so painful. Like, right. It, it's going to be a lot of little change, a couple little changes. And then it's going to be like, wow, how'd you do that? Okay. Just consistency. Yeah. I think it's consistency. I think it's like having a realistic time horizon. Like I talk to people all the time who are like, oh, I just want to lose this 15 pounds in the next month. It's like, yeah. by yeah. how? Yeah. Like, right. What? Yeah. Like, like a pound. It, what, do you, what do you think I should lose a week? Like a pound or two? Oh, I don't know. I, I always lose, I always lose more weight. Like at the beginning, like I'll lose first week I did weight watchers. I lost eight pounds. Oh, wow. Okay. And then, uh, so it's like, I'm sure that first burst is going to be great. And then it's going to be, how do I get from like 275 to 250, 265 yeah. to 250 will be harder than yeah, 285 yeah. to 275. You'll hit a plateau. Yeah. It always happens. Well, and I think the fun of doing this too, is like admitting we don't have the answers. Like we learn as we go, like maybe two, three weeks in, you're like, Hey, I'm already kind of hitting a plateau. It's like, well, one, let's get someone on the podcast who can answer this question for us. And two, like, right. let's see if like, let's change it up or like, let's ask someone much smarter than us. Yeah. Like I, the other, you know, other thing is that I'm going to get to a point where I'm a quarter of the way to my goal and I'm going to start feeling pretty damn good about myself and the motivation won't be as high. I guarantee okay. you that I'll be like, damn, I look good. Forget 250. 272 is like actually pretty good. Like, <laughs> so I have that problem too. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. Your account, accountability buddy. Accountability yeah, buddy. Absolutely. Um, okay. So the goal is 250. We're giving ourselves four months to align with uh, the nutrition plan, yep. right? Yep. That's got to be enough time. So what are you at now? We're saying 275? Well, I know I'm at today. I was 284 this morning. Okay. I'm sure, I'm sure next week 
after uh, breakfast, uh, uh, I'm sure. No, it was actually after the opposite of breakfast. And it was a pretty big one. And I was like, what the hell? I had to have lost two pounds. So <laughs> I went, uh, I, I, I guarantee you next week, I'll be like 279, 278, just by like being reasonable. This, you know, I was coming off my birthday weekend. Like, I'm sure it'll be like down five easy. Happy so, birthday. Thank you. But it's like. Did I send you happy birthday note? I, I must know. have. Probably. I probably did. So yeah, no we, we got four months. That would put us at May 21st-ish. I mean, that's a great time to be looking good. So this is exciting. Here, here's what I here's what I think I want to prove. Okay. Like one, like I, I know that you can like do it. And yeah. I know that you like will have the determination. Like if you want to go like full Noah Savage, zero dark, zero dark 30 or whatever <laughs> it is. Right. You'll do it. My whole thing, and maybe it'll completely blow up in our face. I think if you just focus on doing a couple things right, mm -hmm. I think, you know, kind of regardless of what the workout plan is, quite frankly, if you just stick to that and you do it every yeah. week, yeah. like you're going to get stronger. You're going to, you know, you're going to get all the benefits that like strength training has. Um, I think if you eat well, like those two alone are critical. You know what I mean? And they, they feed off each other. Like hopefully your nutrition like gives you more energy. It also like helps you burn fat, which makes you want to work, right? Like all those things like should kind of feed each other. I think the other things that people don't do enough, and I'd be interested to see like, let's maybe check up on this too, is like, are you sleeping well? Yep. You know what I mean? Because like a lot of like these processes happen in sleep. And I'm going to track every road bump, right? So okay. if I have a bad weekend day where I hit a party and I'm like, man, I really ate like crap. I'm going to track that. If I sleep poorly, I'm going to track that. So we're going to know like, how'd you do this week? Boom. I slept like crap four nights. Uh, you know, I got a cold, like these are the challenges. Yeah. So I think we're going to know, but, but sleep, nutrition, workout, it's kind of like the three, I mean, that's it. Re recovery is kind of sleep, you know, mix into that. Here's, I'm going to throw this one in there. Okay. Cause I'm pretty interested in it. Okay hydration okay i've got my kids running around the house saying they need to hydrate like it's yeah. it's a point of emphasis in the gunter household yeah um pay attention to that too because yeah. i've noticed for me when i started paying attention to it like i mean it makes sense if you stay hydrated like your body needs water to operate to like do all these processes right breathe like flush stuff out of the brain flush stuff out of your body like it yeah. just helps the engine run more efficiently I think if you pay attention to that too, and like the drinking goes hand in hand there. Yeah. That's another important one that like, maybe you don't have to focus on it. Well, but we since at least Rabdo, like I've been, attention to it. I've been very strong in that game since Rabdo. So nice. I'll keep, I'll keep track of that. But like, have you, you know, have you, Oh, go ahead. No, but if my, if my P is like not clear, I'm like, all right, we got to do something about that. Like now, like I'm, I'm pretty good at that. So I would be surprised if that was, not where it should be because the, the rhabdo was very scary. You know, my pee looked like, you know, like Dr. Pepper or something. I mean, it was like, oh, <laughs> it was crazy. That's nuts. Have you, yeah. have you ever heard of noon? N U U N. It's no. like the, the little, um, they're like electrolyte tablets. Okay. They're amazing. So I, I the big misconception. So I've been told mm -hmm. is that it's not just about like volume of water. Yeah. And that actually like getting, getting to the point where you're like you're peeing clear can actually almost be like to your detriment. Uh -huh. Like there, there's such a, a point where you hydrate to where you actually like start stripping your body of like all the electrolytes. 
Yes. And when I was in the hospital for rhabdo, they were alternating like electrolyte bags with something else. Uh, okay. And I was alternating drinking a water and drinking a Gatorade. Yeah. So I have yeah. been more, you know, and, and Gatorade, obviously people stop drinking Gatorade so much because of the sugar. Right. But there's Gatorade zero. That's great. It's like, you know, so I'm, I'm a little bit on that, but I will, I will also track that. Okay. Something to pay attention to. Something to pay attention to. So I think we have a good start here. So here's what I'm thinking as a next step. I'm going to take a crack at putting together a workout plan for you. I'm going to do the first month. Okay. Let me also start by saying people listening. I am not a nutritionist nor a <laughs> physical trainer. Uh, I'm just a guy who stayed in pretty good shape for a pretty long time. But, uh, I, you know, I do love researching this stuff and I, I think I've learned a good deal over the years. So I'm going to put that together. We're going to make that available uh, for free because, you know, you pay for what you get. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll do that for the first month. Okay. okay. And you're all good with, we'll do a weekly check-in. Just Done. a couple, just a couple minutes. Yeah. We'll hear how it's going. Um, that's easy enough. And then hopefully we learn along the way. Yeah. Sounds good. So, so, okay. So we've got that, uh, and you know, we're, things are really going to be tracking. It sounds like, or the weight, but, uh, you know, if you get some sweet biceps along the way, no, yeah, harm, no, no, I'll, no, I'll have, uh, I'll have a list of take some picks too. So that, Yes. Please. You know, then we can really go viral if uh yeah. if I get real ripped. Kumal Nanjani style, you know what I mean? Awesome. So I'm excited. The question is, are you excited? No. Yeah. But uh <laughs> no, I am. I think it'll be fun. Sounds good. Let me start by saying this was your idea, just so people know. Yeah. We're gonna get we're gonna, I, we're gonna get I you said, ready. I said, let's stop messing around. I want yeah. to look like Kenny. I've seen the pictures. I see the D10. Let me just do what he does. When I was in Europe, my my point guard was in unbelievable shape, Brody Angley, and he played at Santa Clara. Okay. And he used to do like 15 minutes on three different machines every day cardio. Yeah. In addition to our early morning workout and our basketball practice. And at one point I was like, I got to just do what he does. He's in great shape. Yeah. So I would last like five minutes on each machine. I'm like, now nah, I got to go stretch out. <laughs> but this time I'm going to actually do it and do what you say. Well, so like that's, I know we're probably buttoning up against time here. I worked out one summer. I think I was going into my sophomore year. I was working at a place called the Sports Science Lab in Mission Viejo, California. And it was a guy by the name of uh, Gavin McMillan, Gavin McMillan. Um, he was partners with Marvin Renovich for a long time. A lot of people know that name and we can have a whole yep. separate conversation about that. But at that time, Troy Polamalu was working out with us and this is like the peak of, you know, he's all pro. Mm -hmm. Um, he's just like, he is one of the most, uh, productive safeties in, in all of NFL football and like incredibly explosive. He actually is like a little undersized, right? But he made up with the sh like sheer athleticism. And so he had a really specific way of training. And I was like asking Gavin, like, what do I, what do I need to do <laughs> to try and be more like Troy Polamalu? He's like, the best advice I can give you is if someone is doing something great, he's like, just mimic what they do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like find out what that guy's doing and just try and do what he's doing. So that was a really long-winded way to say that you're doing great stuff, which I agree you are. So I'm pumped to I'm pumped to get on the program, man. Let's go. Thanks, man. I'm pumped. All right. Let's get on the program. So Noah, we're gonna keep tabs. How uh for you have a podcast coming out? 
Yeah, I don't know when it's going to launch. Let's save that till it's okay. actually in existence, and we'll we'll plug it on another uh, episode. Okay. If people want to uh, see your literal body of work, yo, it's the Sav Y O I T S S A V like Victor. Yo, it's the Sav on Instagram and on Twitter. Come to my shows. How do they find I, out about I, the comedy? Watch me on ESPN. I plug that on on Instagram. Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, dude, this has been good, man. Yes, yeah, great. I'm pumped. Fun catching up with you. And next time we'll have to do it uh, in studio. But uh, all right. So I will follow up with the next step. We'll make that available to everyone. And then we'll start checking in. All right. Great. All right, buddy. Good talking to you. Mommy. You better go ask mommy, daddy. <laughs> all right. It's that time where I run it by my wife. Hello, Sonia. Hi, Kenny. Uh, so that was a fun show. That was fun. What'd you think? That was my favorite. Yeah. Was it the favorite because uh, the content? <laughs> yes. Or was it because you just, just like, like hearing Noah talk? Yeah, I like listening to Noah. He's my favorite kind of comedian. I know. Very he's, silly. He's so good. Um, so full transparency, this is what the third time that we've tried to do this? Yeah, third time because is a charm. the first time we had uh, margaritas and it went way too long. Mm-hmm. So we had to scrap that one. Uh, the second time, I think... A correction, I le- we had one margarita, but we don't drink very much anymore. So that one margarita was enough to really derail the whole show. Yeah, that's true. We're both lightweights at this point. So that didn't go very <laughs> well. And then the second time, uh, I tried to shorten it up and I lectured you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which resulted in both our feelings getting hurt. <laughs> I had to step outside of the room, <laughs> have a little me moment, and uh, come back in. And now we're here, and that is how marriages work. <laughs> so I thought that was a lot of fun, though. No that was show. really fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, and so it was long, but it it was entertaining. The whole time was entertaining. Yeah, I could just sit and listen to him talk all day. Well, and and one of the things, (laughs) one of the things that I've I've been thinking about too is like the type of guests that I want to have on the show, right? Like the intent is either they're an expert or there's someone performing at a really high level and like it's someone that we can take something from just the average person, Mm -hmm. hopefully apply to their life. And you know what I mean? Like just show up like kind of as a better version of ourselves. And so Noah is doing like three things at yeah. a really high level. Three full-time gigs. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He's so commentator for ESPN, comedian, and he has an outside sales job where I'm pretty sure he just got named like seller of the year. One of the top sellers. Yeah. Like he's crushing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, it's just kind of like, you know, when you meet people like that, you're like, how are you kind of managing to do all those things? And so we should probably have him back at some point in the future and talk about how he is doing all those things. But yeah, actually, why didn't we even talk about that? I don't know. Well, but because what I was thinking is like, he's also an ex-professional athlete, played in Europe, Mm -hmm. right? Played at a really high level division one basketball at Princeton. Uh, He would gladly tell you that he had a nice two-handed dunk at Cameron Indoor versus Duke, right? (laughs) So he's legit. Yeah. But what's funny is like, even after being performing at such a high level, like there's still a lot of things as it pertains to either like fitness or training or nutrition that even he has questions on. Right. And so I think a lot of people I would imagine feel that way. Like it just feels really confusing. Oh, for sure. You know, it's like, 
There's so there's just so much out there that you don't really know what's right and what's wrong. It's more about what works for you. Yeah. Trial and error. Yeah. And that's a big, there's so much out there. And it's also like, even when you find someone who you think is credible, I feel like when you try, like what the problem they're trying to solve might not be the problem that you're trying to solve. So like you're using the tools that they're giving you in the wrong way or the tools that they're giving you are not going to get you the outcome that you want. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it does. But I think in this particular episode, Noah likes your results which is why he wants to try to emulate what you're doing, which is what took yeah. most of this conversation. Right, right. Because that's the whole thing. And like, I, I want to be really clear. Like, I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not even, a, I'm not even like a certified physical trainer. Yeah, but right? you've done a ton of research on yeah, I've done it, all it, things, fitness, nutrition. Yeah, definitely. Health. And like, you know, I've, I've always played competitive sports and trained in college. And I've, I've had the opportunity to train around like really, you know, excellent trainers. So I've picked up a lot along the way. Um, but yeah, I want to make sure I'm not like preaching to people like this is the way to do it. But to your point, right? Like I, I have found something that's really working well for me right now. And Noah, I think like most people, if you see someone who's doing something well, like you kind of want to know, like, Hey, what are you doing? And like, how do I do it? Mm-hmm. Right. So that's kind of what this conversation was. Yeah. So thoughts on the Savage 250. I think you can get there. Yeah, Definitely. You can definitely get there. Yeah. He's done it before. Yeah. I think it's just a matter of like figuring out something. And that kind of brings me to my first takeaway is like, I think he just needs something that he can get into and stay into. Mm-hmm. Right. So one of the things I want to bring up was, you know, from a workout standpoint, I think one of the themes I wanted to get across to Noah was lean in on things that you can get excited about. Yeah. Right. So like training, I like lifting weights. I don't like doing like long cardio, but I don't mind doing like short sprints or like interval training Yeah, as it comes to cardio. Right. And his version of that is like basketball that he plays once a week. Exactly. Or twice a week. I forget what he said. Yeah. And like, there's no better form of cardio than basketball. Yeah. You know, but he also likes to be a meathead in the gym. Yeah. He likes to throw. So I feel like you're, your approach would actually work well for him if he can find the time and actually do everything he's supposed to be doing. I, th- I think so too. Yeah. So, and you know, for some people, basketball is not going to be interesting to them. So it's like, don't lean in on that. But so that's kind of takeaway. Number one, lean in on things you can get excited about um, because you're just going to be more likely to like get motivated and go do it. Right. You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Agreed. Okay. Check. Two. Uh, Although when oh. I, I never ever lifted weights mm-hmm. more than five pounds or maybe three pounds. I'm not sure. <laughs> Until last year after our second baby. So two years ago yeah, when I started training with you and I actually love my results from that. And that's something oh. I never would have tried before. That's true. And those three pounds, not yeah. doing them justice. They were doing you right. You were looking good. <laughs> But you're right. Okay. So that's true. So you did start doing some weight training with me, found out you liked it. Mm -hmm. You still like doing it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it gets good results. It does get good results. It does. It's for the ladies, not just the fellas. Mm. So leaning on things you can get excited about. And I think your lesson there is also like, don't be afraid to try new things. Yeah. Because you don't know until you try. 
as they say. <laughs> That's exactly what I was trying to say. Yeah. Uh, okay. Diets. What did you think about our talk on diets? Um, I think that you made it seem like I do all the fad diets, which I don't. <laughs> I maybe juiced a little when I was younger, <laughs> but I don't, I don't do fad diets. I don't have the self-control for fad diets. Talking, of, talking about it like you smoked pot back in high school. <laughs> Yeah, I juiced for a little while. I might as well have been doing crack with the way that you handled my juicing. You did not like it. I really don't. Here's my thing with juicing. Do you want to get into this? Sure. How much time? Are we going to go deep again? I think there's people who do cleanses for a very specific reason. And I think if that specific reason is like a fast or like truly like to cleanse. And there's we can get someone who's much smarter than me to like validate whether there's any like truth as to whether or not that works. But what I have a huge problem with, and I don't mean to sing single out the ladies cause I'm sure there's fellas doing it too. <laughs> when people do these like crash cleanses to like lose weight for an event in five days or just like to lose weight in general. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm like, what, what do you think is going to happen when you like start eating food again? Or you, you go back to your normal diet. Yeah, no, and I do agree with that because it, you can't maintain that. You can't drink juice for the rest of your life. I think, yeah, and I think, yeah, that's kind of the thing. It's like, can you maintain it? Yeah. Right? Like these, I just like it as like a jump start to a diet. Okay, I'll hear you out. What do, what do you mean by that? Like if, you're, if you have like a goal that you're trying to, like a weight loss goal, which yeah. isn't something that you ever think about and you're trying to like hit a certain weight doing that will like suppress your appetite first. It'll like make you feel good and it'll suppress your appetite a little. And then you'll be able to like start really cutting back on what you're eating typically like in a normal day, you won't be eating as much because your stomach just shrunk because you're juicing for a week. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> that was what I, that was my old mentality. Did it work? Let's start there. Yeah, it worked. How, how, how did it work? What do you mean? Short term, long term? Um, short term. And then I would get drunk and eat pizza and ice cream. Okay. There it is. <laughs> and there it is. Okay. <laughs> uh, no. So, okay. Look, I'm not going to write off cleanses. Back before we had kids. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm not going to write off cleanses because um, I'm sure someone can make a case as to why a cleanse can make sense. However... If you're doing like something so drastic just to try and like lose weight, you should probably anticipate that like once you stop that, that weight's just going to come back. Yeah. It's probably more, in my opinion, beneficial to try and change habit. Yeah. Right. Create healthy habits that over a longer span of time are going to get you to your goal, but at least you're building up like that muscle of doing the right thing so that you can hopefully sustain it. Yeah. No, that you're definitely right there. I okay. agree with that. Okay. Well, and it's hard too, because like, I, I understand like everyone's body's different and you see people like struggle with weight, mm -hmm. you know, like it's just a fact, like not everyone's body's the same. Yeah. Like I'm like Noah even said, it, like I'm coming at this from the opinion of like a skinny guy or someone who's, you know what I mean? Someone who's in shape. Not, guy, yeah. yeah. And there's, yes, definitely some truth to that. However, what people don't realize, and we talked about this a little bit on one of our 30 minute sessions is like, <laughs> what people don't see is I'm, I'm also like very consistent in what I'm doing. Yeah. And I'm working out. I, I don't spend all my time working out, but for like that hour a day, I make sure I get that hour in. Yeah. Some days it's 30 minutes. It's but you're not, always doing something. 
Yeah, it's just like, but uh, I mean, at least it's consistently over a long period of time. Like it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. Like our favorite thing to say, no quick fixes. No quick fixes. I know. T-shirts are coming, people. <laughs> um, okay. Diets. Did we wrap that up? Yep. Feel good about it? Feel good about it. I'm interested to hear how Noom works for him. Yeah, me too. Have you been seeing that on Instagram? No, no, but I wouldn't really be the target for that. Mm. Because of all the weight training you're doing already. (laughs) (laughs) I don't ever try to really lose weight anymore either. Yeah, but you're also very active and the kids run you ragged. (laughs) Now that you look ragged, you look awesome. Uh, Maybe time for a new section. Okay. Rep ranges. So I've tried this now twice and the feedback both times has been uh, (laughs) needs, needs revision. (laughs) So let me do this because again, don't want to position myself as an expert, but want to make people aware of some of the stuff that I learned. Do you feel comfortable kind of in that, that idea that like when you go to do an exercise, let's say, you know, even the late, let's do squats, right? For ladies, guys, whatever. Um, there, there needs to be, you need to have like some rationale for why you're doing the number of sets and the number of reps that you do. Did you kind of follow that during the conversation? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I guess here's what I really want to get across to people and I'll, I'll try and, uh, I'll link to, I'll, I'll link to something. I'll put it up on the website once we get that done, but I'm also trying to put some show notes in there about this. Yeah. Um, but like basically the idea is like you need to kind of decide for yourself, am I, am I lifting just to get the muscle to look bigger, like hypertrophy, or am I just trying to build like a base of strength? Maybe you haven't really lifted a lot in the past, right? That would be like hypertrophy. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Does that feel, you feel comfortable with that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I just feel like that word like it's just that, that like throws people off. Yeah. They're like, ugh, this is getting sciencey. They're like, ugh, <laughs> can you just write it down and I can like lift it? And um, Okay. So that's hypertrophy. But so the idea is you need to say like, look, am I trying to just like kind of get bigger? So if like you're trying to get the biceps big for the summer, that might be hypertrophy. If you're trying to increase like strength, that's a different goal. If you're trying to increase like power, maybe you do have like some event that you're training for or you have a goal that's power-based, right? You need to think about how you structure your sets and reps based upon that goal. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to go into that? Is that going to help people? Yeah, I think it would. Okay. So hypertrophy, get a little bigger, general strength. Uh, looking at like a consensus of experts, everyone's going to have their own take on this, but generally three sets of like eight to 12 reps. So that's kind of what you're doing when you're doing squats. Yeah, right? that's all. Like when I'm doing exercises for the glutes, that's the only time I'm doing <laughs> any like amount of real weight. The show's with, all about the glutes. <laughs> with around 10 reps. Yeah, right? Like three sets of 10. Yeah. Everything else I do is high reps, either light, lightweight or body weight. Yeah. Why are you doing that? Long lean lines. Oh, long <laughs> Where did you get that? <laughs> from, long lean lines? From every Instagram model ever. <laughs> I don't know. I, I People have been saying that since I was in high school. Yeah. I guess I'm just not listening to the right people. Uh, okay, cool. Hypertrophy. Strength. Uh, how An example of how you might change your sets if your goal is strength-based. Uh, you might do like four sets. It could be three. It could be five, but three to five. Four sets, uh, and it's going to be lower reps, maybe like in a four to six rep range. 
but your weight's going up, mm-hmm. right? So you're doing more weight, but you're doing less reps. That's kind of what I was talking to Noah about. Yeah. Right. Cause he typically has been doing this three sets of 10. Um, that's kind of my point, right? Like he was doing it, but didn't really know why. Yeah. Just cause it's kind of what he'd been done in the past. Yeah. I think that's how a lot of people probably feel. I'm sure. I think a lot of people too, again, like they get motivated. They want to go to the gym. They want to do the right thing and they get there and they're like, I don't really know what I'm supposed to be doing. So yeah, they do like three sets of 10. So hopefully this gives you at least an introduction. We'll provide more information. Um, and you can certainly find all this online as well. And then the last one would be like power, right? So not just like moving like, uh, you know, uh, a large amount of weight slowly. It's more like you want to create like maximal force, right? So the weight might be like a tad bit lower. It could even be higher. I'm just confusing people. But basically what you're doing is you're doing like (laughs) three to five sets and probably in a range of like one to three reps, but you're really trying to move that weight like quickly and forcefully. We're going to do a whole episode on that. And that would only be for someone who's like really training for something. It's not really what Noah will be wanting to do. Yeah. Based on what Noah's trying to do no. Right. Cause he just, so that's the other thing about this too, is he, he just wants to lose weight. So everything that I do, I'm, my goal is never like lose weight or burn fat. It's more gain weight, right? Yeah, actually. Yeah. In a lot of instances it is because of the kind of the goals that I've set for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, we can go into those. How much time, where, what time are we at? I don't want to people have already turned off. That's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's still recording. So yes, often I'm trying to gain weight because I have certain goals and it's more beneficial to be heavier for those goals. Like, uh, you know, I want to get my bench over a certain number, which was like, technically it's 400 pounds, even though I think I'm past that. But that was like one of the goals I set for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so a lot of the things I do, I think have fat burning benefits, but that's not why I'm doing them. Yeah. But that's kind of what'll be interesting about this right? Is to see like, if Noah does what I'm doing, you know, like, do we get the same results? Like, does, do we get him closer to where like he wants to be from a weight perspective? Cause he knows if he just wants to lose weight, like just hopping on the treadmill and doing some sort of cardio based workout every day, like that would shed weight, but that's not yeah. what we're trying to do here. When we all lived in Fidei, Noah and I used to do that interval training run. That's a good one. Like the two minutes jogging, one minute sprinting mm-hmm. for seven, seven times. Yeah, right? it could be. Yeah, I think it was like seven to 10 rounds. And I think you're right. I think it was like one minute, like hard jog, mm-hmm. you know, maybe like, I think it was like 80% yeah. of like full sprint or 70% maybe. And Probably th- 70 because I don't think I could do <laughs> well, but then it was like the two minutes was like light jog, mm-hmm. right? Like you're recovering, but like, oh no, no, yeah, and that what oh, it no, was? it was like a full sprint. It was like, but you would work up. At least I would. I wouldn't be able to like. Mm. Yeah, there's different versions too. You could do like thirty seconds full sprint, two minutes jog. I'm trying to remember, was it minute? Was it minute sprint? The one I did was a minute sprint and then two minutes jog. Okay, like light just jog. do that, people. Yeah. Don't kill yourself. <laughs> okay. Uh, so this has gone on way too long, but that's okay. I think that's everything. Yeah. Is there anything else we wanted to get to? 
Um, uh, Noah's podcast. Oh yes. Noah's podcast has launched and that's the other thing. Uh, if you're thrown off by the fact that this podcast took place after his coronavirus episode, yes, they're out of order, but these are kind of crazy times. So, um, we just kind of had to do it impromptu and I felt it was an important conversation to have at that time. Um, the other thing is because of coronavirus and all the quarantine, that means the Savage 250, the start of it is going to be delayed. So uh, as soon as he can start safely going to the gym again, uh, we'll start doing that. But uh, just bear with us. Yeah, but he just launches his podcast, The World According to Noah Savage. Yes. And his, oh, you thought I was talking about his previous podcast. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, no, no. So he just, he just launched his own podcast. And his wife, who's also a stand-up comedian, is on there quite a bit too. And she's also hilarious. But they have a lot of comedian friends who are on there and it's very fun listen yeah a lot of trash tv talk so much trash tv i often wonder how someone who does so much has so much time for trash television i yeah he has watched everything he watches everything (laughs) (laughs) i don't even have time for that yeah the man who does it all okay i think this is a good place to wrap up all right all right uh next week's show let me think about this i think it's gonna be joel smith from just fly sports performance Oh, cool. That one is super technical. So if you're a sports science person, you're going to enjoy because <laughs> I felt overwhelmed, uh, but he's awesome. Super smart. And you can tell that from the get go. Really good conversation. So that'll be fun. Alrighty. Okay. Talk to you later. Talk to you next week. Bye.